What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for joining us for Thursday, R3, Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Um, let's welcome the entire panel. We got Kim, Side Money Plants. Hey, everyone. We got Hannibal is Hungry is back. Back. He's back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got, we <laughs> got John good. Dash Theory TV right above me. That and, good. Damn, we're one short still. We're a, we're a Gary short. We'll figure can't, it out. We can't, we can't summon Captain Planet tonight. I know. I've, just been, I've been waiting for everybody to be back together. And uh, Okay. So, uh, guys, everybody's show um, notes can be found uh, or show channels can be found in the notes. Please make sure to check them all out. Even Gary's is in there. And uh, next week, I will be gone, but then I will not be missing mi missing any more weeks. I have my final avalanche training. It's a big deal. And I will be uh, sleeping in it. If it makes you feel better that I'm missing it, I'll be sleeping in a tent in horribly cold weather. And, uh, and, uh, do it, and doing a lot of physical work. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's why I'm missing it. It's not that I'm going to the beach at all. <laughs> so, uh, but... Chris from Real Rideshare Stories and uh, and uh, the Rideshare Guy will be sitting in for me. Cool. So Chris and I were talking about how he's just, I, mean, I said, just jump in here and run a, just kind of do it with these guys, how you do it on your channel and see what happens. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, or all you guys should be too. I think Chris will be a fun guest to have. Uh, and then Gary will be back. But um How's everybody been? Hannibal's going to start us off tonight, but uh, how's uh, Hannibal and I were both traveling. Obviously, you made it home safely. Yes, uh, I did. Uh, was that was long, it last week at this point? Yeah. How yeah, long was, were you there? I wasn't there long. I, I got in Thursday and left Saturday, so it was a pretty quick trip Okay. Um, over there. It was, you know, since the Cooper Wall was basically one day, like a nine right, drive. Right. So I just wanted to, you know, kind of jump in and jump out. I, actually, I wish I had stayed a little longer. I wish I stayed at least another day. Yeah. Um, because, to be honest, the, the conference was such an enjoyable event that, you know, me and Pedro had a secret plan. You know, they had the driver meet up at 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And we thought, okay, if this is whack, all right, after the, after the driver meet up, we'll just go and, you know, we'll walk around. Maybe we'll go to the Staples Center. We'll look at some, you know, we'll actually do like real touristy stuff. Um, but the the cool thing about it is that we enjoyed being um, at the the thing the entire we stayed the whole time, uh, just talking to drivers. I know the driver meetup, seventy five drivers came through, so a lot of uh, our time was just talking to the drivers, talking to the people who 
who worked the area uh, at LA, I noticed that many drivers did have higher acceptance rates, um, you know, kind of the Prop 22 kind of thing uh, that kind of helps them because they can wait, they can they get paid to wait. Um, but, we, but we also, we met some drivers that still had acceptance rates at 0%. So it was cool. Just really, I spent probably a majority of the time talking to uh, fellow drivers, um, just really cool people. Um, everyone seemed nicer than uh, New Yorkers. Maybe I was just lucky. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. just because I was, you know, at the right time. But everyone was super nice and helpful and sweet. So, um, but what I got from the Kerbivore event was obviously the technology stuff. So Steve's favorite robots was there. Multiple ones, uh, you know, going around, sh- kind of showing everyone that they're not going to bump into anybody. Or did they bump into anybody? I have not. I didn't see. If it was, I would have tried. I would have taken it. I didn't see anyone. Usually, what happens is they'll stop. So they were on their best behavior, or someone was controlling them. Um, so some drones, um, a lot of uh, electric vehicles. Very really, like vehicles made for delivering things. So you'd see like a vehicle. I think Pedro had on his live where it looked like they had like an oven in the back, keeping things warm as you drive along to deliver things. So everything like. The vehicles were involved. Obviously, they had you know, automation was involved, and then um, they also had restaurants there, you know, little eateries. Um, I guess the biggest restaurant that was there was Stella Pizza. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Stella Pizza. The owner or the CEO was a former SpaceX employee, and I guess a few other SpaceX employees decided to stop worrying about putting rockets and sending them up to space to make pizza. And the cool thing about this is that there's a robot. They have robots making all the pizza, and they had wow. their big food truck, and they had they had um, they had basically screens outside of the truck that you saw the robot in action. And I had a few slices. I, I, I love pizza. The pizza tastes fine to me. Now I'm I'm New York. You know I I'm not a big pizza snob. So, but at the same time, I'll eat any kind of pizza. The pizza tastes fine to me. But uh, so this guy, uh, I forgot his name, but he did talk in a panel. But uh, he was he was saying that you can sell a, a large pepperoni pizza for nine dollars. Nine dollars. That's a, that's I and it's not it's not Little Caesars pizza. flavor pizza, which tastes like cardboard. It was actually a decent pizza because, you know, the, the person that's making it in the back uh, doesn't want a salary because it's a robot. But um, so that was that was very interesting. And also, you know, Para David was there. He did a you know great job on the panel. Um, he was on the panel with Stuvo, uh, nav- an app that helps navigation for gig workers. Um, right. uh, someone representing Wasn't Walmart, Walmart on that panel. Yeah, yeah. Da- David That's was giving it. Listen, David was giving it to him. Uh, you know how David is when he gets passionate <laughs> about gig working and being independent and being transparent. Awesome. But you know, yeah, that guy. Well, were they had. were they even opposing that? Because that's kind of what they want. They well, it was you know Walmart, the Walmart Spark guy, and I wasn't. And to be honest, I did I like pay attention hundred percent because I was just talking to uh, a lot of gig workers. But during that portion, I felt like the Walmart Spark representative was a little bit. He was being like a politician, you know, like not really explaining the way he should explain in terms of being transparent, being open. And David was being very explicit in what he had to say. So I, you know, had a great, you know, David had a good, good job, great job doing that. Um, but 
I would say it was a really cool event for the gig workers. It, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people. Obviously, it's like a networking event for you know people in the restaurant industry and technology industry. Um, but I, I thought for gig workers, and I do, I do, I would say if you have events near you that have that you know gig workers or something related to that, you should go because it's it's a different vibe when you to, you meet people in person and really you know you're checking out obviously the different experiences but i thought for the most part it was a pretty good um experience overall did i spend a lot of time with the panels no <laughs> checking them out because i was just hanging out with the gig workers but shout out to van uh not to van to harry uh campbell uh you know the rideshare guy the, the, the og rideshare guy sergio was amazing i'm um, talking to him for a little bit the rideshare professor <laughs> <laughs> he is exactly who you see him in the videos same person i thought he'd be a little bit more like laid back and chill no he was very passionate oh, intense. Yeah. he's not gonna pass uh, up a chance to try to squeeze my hand try to break it but i held yeah, on sure. i was like no i didn't do that but he's a super nice guy super nice guy yeah, yeah. um you know you know just really being nice and happy just uh, doing live streaming and stuff like that so um but I would say overall, just a really nice event with really nice people. I mean, at one point, Pedro wanted to do a, a delivery for DoorDash because, you know, he's a DoorDash guy. And at one point, he thought about doing a scooter or with a bike. But one of the people at the event that came to uh, check out Pedro said, hey, you can use my car. Like, I'll drive you to do one delivery just to see how it is. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So at the, I was, it was at, towards the end of the event, it was like 5 o'clock, 5 p.m., and um, we were supposed to go to another place at six uh, with Harry has like a bar and it's supposed to have, you know, some other after party event, whatever. So I had an hour. I was like, all right, Pedro, I'll meet you at the bar. So I, I walked uh, to the back to the hotel. First, I got a burrito. I swallowed it, went into the hotel, talked to my <laughs> chick, hung around for basically an hour, walked to the bar, which was about 15 minutes. I met John McCallion, amazing guy. Um, you guys are known John. And I'm looking at my I'm looking at my phone and Pedro hasn't returned. And I'm like, oh crap, what happened to Pedro? Did this woman kidnap Pedro? Like, oh, oh I can't uh, he doesn't know he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't he never been here before. <laughs> we never been here before. Woman dude. So, you know, I, I mean I didn't call him. I was drink I, I had a drink. I was drinking it. But eventually he did uh text me back. He that whole time he was doing one delivery. So it kind of shows LA like delivery. The, the, the traffic in Well, LA, and it was a Friday. And it was a Friday. I'm guessing that it was by what you're saying at the end of the event before the drinks. It was you're saying six to seven. I mean that's yeah. L.A. at its worst. Yeah, I mean um, I'm used to bad traffic. It's L.A. is a little yeah. it's another level of bad yeah. traffic. So he yeah. he kind of took his time to do that. It took an hour. I just but my mind was like he's only doing one delivery. Did did he get kidnapped? But he did. Uh, the person who took care of him was amazing. Her name was Nicole. She actually drove us to In and Out Burger after everything. Like. The whole day it was like really, really nice, helpful people. Um, what was Nicole's last name? Can I ask? I don't have her last name. Was it but she more? actually has a YouTube channel. But I forgot that too. It wasn't uh, more, was it? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't believe so. But um, so, yeah, downtown traffic was really god awful. Um, the people who were doing any kind of gig work, downtown traffic, they had a scooter, they had an e bike. Um, we talked to two. Uh, gig workers that were doing that as well. Uh, Will, sir, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him. He has a YouTube channel. He's like he's like the original, the first uh, gig worker I've seen that did um, content 
with the GoPro on his chest and you know going through traffic. That was the first one when I first started YouTube three years ago. Um, so we were talking to him and his his experiences, and actually, I'm have him on my channel next week just to talk about how you know delivering in downtown LA and going through all that. Um, you know, traffic is crazy, and just like New York traffic, we don't we 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 keep we competing with the bikes. And everyone is going really fast, and we're not really considerate. It kind of had that same vibe with uh, downtown LA, but yeah. I don't know. Overall, I, it was a really, um, really fun experience. And uh, next year, I, I think I will probably check it out again. Um, Harry Campbell is very sweet. Uh, I think towards the end, he said, "Hey, man, I appreciate you coming through. You know, from Brooklyn, I owe you one." I doubt he remember that because it was probably towards the end of the night. <laughs> we were all drinking. <laughs> Harry, you know, Harry, I'll He's text like, you. Like, hey. you. You're a hittable one. Uh, you know, but he's yeah, he was super awesome. So yeah, it was a really cool event. Um, really happy that I, I went over there. Hannibal sent me a video while he was there, and he said, uh, he said, look, it's one of your favorite things. I said it's a robot, or, or I saw it was a robot, and I was like, I was like, kick it. And he's like, I knew that's what you'd say. I said that to Harry, or I, I said that to Pedro. To Pedro, he's exactly. like, if I, he goes, if I kick it. Harry's going to pick me up and throw me out. He's 6'3". He's not small. Yeah, like, Harry, yeah. so we are thinking, okay, he, you know, he's a businessman. He, you know, he got, you know, obviously he built that channel. He's building multiple businesses, investing. And, of course, he's 6'4". Like, of course, he had everything. He got, you know what I mean? But he's, just, he was, but he's a nice dude. But, yeah, if I went and kicked one of the robots, I think people would look at him. Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm gonna say, well, Steve Rideshare Rodeo told me to do this, yeah. but uh, no, I, I just let I just let the robot be. It was a really nice robot. It didn't, you know, it didn't cause any trouble. So, yeah, did it do any work? <laughs> they did like a all right. So they actually made a little video about it where it was like it wasn't a real delivery, but um, the Stella Pizza, you know, robot did the pizza. The dude put the pizza in the box, like in the, the trash can robot, and the robot went like a hundred feet to someone. So that was the delivery. So it was very. You know, they didn't go downtown Brooklyn. They didn't go around the block. Right. <laughs> and you didn't see any of the street while you were there. No, not where. No, that that wouldn't work. <laughs> no, it wouldn't work. Well, I mean, I know where. I'm guessing you were. Were you downtown? Downtown? That was downtown. Downtown. Those, so yeah. we. So yeah, Skid Row was very close to us. Um, I didn't walk over there. Pedro um, was in the car. He drove over there. He said it is as bad as. It's as bad as we, I guess, what I've seen on videos and stuff. It's really yeah. bad. So, you know, you, you have that element all around the area. So the idea of a robot going downtown to pick to do delivery, it, that robot wouldn't be around. Like someone's right. going to do something to it. So, yeah, it wouldn't work right. over there. So it's not just me, guys. There's a lot of people out there <laughs> going to do things to these robots. You. Mantle them and sell them for parts. Or something. The other question I got to ask, as you brought it up, is uh, what was up with the people having high acceptance rates? I think. Well, I mean, I don't we, mean that weird. I just mean like with Prop Twenty Two, what was the deal? It could be just the people that I was talking to, but right. um, I was, you know, Nicole. She started doing DoorDash um, basically since January because she was Instacart, um, and she, you know, she had some issues with Instacart. So she tried DoorDash. And her acceptance rate was pretty high. Um, I was talking to another gig worker at the um, Curb of War as well. Very high acceptance rate. I think is just the fact that you're getting paid to wait. So you're just taking them. Um, I don't know if they're taking the really low offers. So I saw high, but I didn't necessarily see someone like 100%. But I did see the 90s. But at the same time, it could be that the, at least for, with Nicole's uh, phone, 
she still maybe have the, the newbie kind of thing where you, you get good offers when you first start and eventually right. you know it's not as you don't get the as great offers later down the line when you're working there for another six months but i do think so i think um and new york is going to basically get a hourly rate as well yeah. i think that will bump up acceptance rates when you are as soon as you press accept delivery you're getting paid yeah i think that's and, the biggest thing yeah yeah um and new york they're they're going with at least i think 50 cents a minute or 30 to 50 cents a minute waiting so you will take an order you wouldn't normally take and you know that hey i'm waiting i'm getting paid plus this in tips so i'm guessing that's the reason why people in california may have a high accepted rate i don't have all the information obviously but that would be my reason like you're gonna you're gonna get paid anyway so you yeah. you're more likely to wait like pedro did uh i think he did an hour he got nine but i think what pop 22 came with another nine dollars so it was 18 dollars for that hour or something like that so I think that's the reason why they would have higher acceptance rates over there. Yeah, I was almost wondering like, if they're more just taking them because they're like, who cares? I'm getting Prop 22. I think I mean, so. not rideshare, just delivery people. But I was, I mean, you're, you're losing money if you're not on a delivery there. Yeah, but John um, McCallion, shout out to him. He quit all the apps, got a good yep. job. He deleted them off his phone. And yep. I was like, so you don't have, you know, we're kind of betting, me and Pedro, like, you come back in a month. But he seemed very, very satisfied. He looked happy. Yeah. So like I, you know, sometimes I, I think that you know if if you are doing some of this gig work and you're you're stressed out and you're not happy and these apps are just not providing the kind of income that you're looking for, you gotta find something else, you know, because John looked very happy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that I just I saw a picture of John. I texted him. He texted me back, and we're gonna in the next week or so we're gonna do a thing on. You know, because he's written books about this stuff too. The happy. What are the five? Con- contentments being happy all this how do you like you know declutter all this kind of stuff now he's done it for himself and like you said he's completely out and i don't think i've seen i'm gonna be honest i don't think i've ever seen john look happier oh well well i think it just is a little bit of relief i mean i'm sure he was happy with you guys because he was meeting you too yeah like i got to meet john out here he was very happy then too but i think that this new job with amex is yeah i think you know he has he has his weekends off you know like Sometimes you have to take a, a, a you know, long look at your situation and not necessarily think that you're quitting, like you you failed. It's just the market, your the reality of the situation, and are you able to do this and still, you know, make a living out of it? And if you can't, to look for those kinds of opportunities out there where you could find a good job, because I think you still find a good job and kind of find some of the, you know, you lose some flexibility there, but. At the same time, you have stability and you're not worried about how much money you make the next day. So I think for yep. John, he looked amazing. He's he's working out. He lost weight. I can tell. Like as soon as I saw him, I'm like, yo, dude, yeah, you look amazing. So Is, he had a nice haircut. He's looking oh, yeah. slick right now. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad. We we went to In and Out Burger eating burgers, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so yeah. Hannibal, how is yeah. the traffic from? I mean, I I know New York City traffic. So how is what was the difference between LA traffic and New York City traffic? LA is worse. LA is worse. Is worse. It, wow. it That's a very took, fast answer. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's from, different, but it's worse. My ex is from there, and we yeah, used to go there it's, all the time. It's it's, it's, it's just intense. So even after it was Saturday on a, at ten o'clock, going um, to the In and Out, that's you know, well, you know, near where we were, and at ten o'clock there was a lot of cars. And I know when I, in New York City at ten o'clock, 
sometimes I like going out late. Traffic, you don't, you're not stuck in traffic at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. 11 o'clock, there was traffic. <laughs> like, I'm like, where, where's all these people going? Like, what's happening? But I oh, know we're outside too. But um, yeah, the intensity of the traffic. Was, and and I, I realized that as soon as I took the Uber to the hotel, I'm like, wow, it's a lot of people. And the, the Uber driver that was in my car, this guy was, he was, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not snitching. I'm not going to say his name. Homeboy was at, he was doing HOV lanes. He was going all over the place <laughs> to get me to where I needed to go. Um, actually, there's one thing I, I realized too with Uber. I get off, you know, again, I never traveled to LA before. So I got out of the terminal. I got out the airport, fired up the Uber app. The first three things they showed me was Uber Black or Uber, you know, the, the deluxe Uber, whatever. $144 to go. You know, I forgot how many miles. Like it was 140, and they were saying, and then I had to scroll it down to see UberX. Because first I'm starting to panic. I'm like, I actually have to spend 144 dollars to get, you know, 20 miles. Like this is outrageous. What's going on? I'm about to pay. Then I scroll down. Then they show UberX. So the app intentionally showed me the most expensive options. Now, if I don't know what I'm doing, if I'm, you know, from a different whole area, I would have paid that money. But then they told me, oh, okay, I tried to do Uber X. It's like, oh, you got to go all the way to this pickup area. Yeah. So I had to walk over. I actually took the little shuttle bus. But that's kind of sneaky and kind of shady. Like, they really wanted me to spend almost basically about $150, $60 to take an Uber. It's crazy. I only had you know a carry-on. You know what else is crazy is there's it, this always happens in cycles, but there's a lot of articles out right now about that. I don't know if you noticed it. About no. how to how to beat the system at the uh, how to beat the system at the airport, but then even Uber is integrating a thing into the app right now, so that you don't have to because they realize that people are having to do this. Yeah, I, I would say I mean, obviously they still want to make their money, but they're going to make an option where you're not having to run across eight lanes of people leaving an airport. Yeah, and I, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, because it gets very cluttered, and I think I would say. LAX has a more orderly situation than JFK. JFK is chaos. It's it's just chaos. It's just we don't. Yeah. It's, there's not enough space for all the Ubers, and then people are picking up their loved ones. It's right. so LAX is a little bit more spaced out, but I think Uber is a little shady with popping that up in the beginning. It's like, well, if you want to not travel all the way over here and get in a cab right now, well, you're gonna spend a premium. Now I'm also thinking like, damn, maybe I should get an Uber. Maybe I get be an Uber driver and Uber Black. Just get the Oof. big deluxe car. Getting, I don't know how much money they're getting from those big fares, but um, I well, you in New shit. York City as of the 13th is Monday, right? Monday's when the when they can't fight that anymore, and that new TNC goes into effect. That's nine percent more on every one. Yeah, yeah, that's Monday. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's a big little kicker there. Like that yeah, will definitely. add up for the drivers for sure. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's awesome that you had fun. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna save my autonomous story for the end because man, all the things I've said, you guys, I I was wrong. <laughs> Funny, and that's all I'm gonna say for now. It's kind of clickbaity, I know. But, yeah, uh, a little tease. It's a tease. Say, a tease. Really? I was I was wrong though. Yeah. All right, we'll get to it. I was <laughs> Kim, uh, wait, did I have that right? I think I did. Here we go. Uh, Kim, so you sent me this when I was in Vegas, and uh, and I think I had already just I had seen the the headline, but I had not read it. 
And when I was putting it under the notes today, I was looking at it going, wait, what? Because it really <laughs> threw me off with the second number. So I'm going to need you. You're going to need to tell this story. So in L.A., speaking of L.A., so an L.A. woman um, decided to take her aunt's or seven, I think her aunt was like 76, 70 something um, debit card and use it 136 times on DoorDash um, through various food for food delivery and merchants. There was like a whole laundry list of places she used. This is the kicker. So she got arrested and she is on an $18 million bond. Right. 136 DoorDash orders that she, her aunt's debit card. No, but so explain the $18 million bond because that just is. According to the article, each count was worth $25,000 and it was for, hold on, do I have it written down? 816 counts of criminal financial charges. So they got 816 counts times $25,000. So it is $18 million. So even like her end of a buzz bailman would be $1.8 million. Yeah. That she'd have to come up with. For DoorDash. Well, dude, for being, a, for being a scumbag, if the story's right. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is, I wonder how much like the total she ran up. I wonder what that even amounts to. Probably a couple thousand, maybe, the, at the most. My thing is, is, does that amount really equal a crime? I mean, I'm not condoning. Is that the right word? I'm not, you know, believe me. I, what I think she did was absolutely ridiculous and horrible. But is it $18 million horrible? I... <laughs> I thought I that was that, really I think it's, it's yeah. somebody with Chris, a Chris from Neil Rogers story says in New York she would get out for a hundred dollars. You may not have to pay, you may have to pay anything. Just, in Chicago, she wouldn't even go to jail. <laughs> but can you imagine if you're you're this lady and you're like, eh, whatever, I'm just charging, I'm just charging, and then like, eh, if I get caught, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go. But to you're jail you're making it way little than littler than it was. She was a She's a criminal. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, How many she, orders she took? Or what was well, it? Was more than just, and but she's charges? getting all the. But she got eight hundred sixteen counts. She had, did other things too. But one hundred thirty six DoorDash orders that she charged to her aunt's debit card. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to I mean, read. That's just that, just that's that's just that. There's more to make eight hundred charges. Yeah, it's according to this, it was she ordered from Big Lots, Pet Smarts, Walgreens, CVS, Dollar General, and then several fast food or restaurants. Good orders, too. She was giving the nice base pay. I hope she was tipping at least. And the total amount she charged was $12,000. So for $12,000, she got an $18 million bail. I mean, if okay, she was yeah, smart, that, that doesn't. If she, if she was smart, she would have used her aunt's credit card to make the orders and then worked the platform and picked it up and then tipped herself for really <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. if you're going to go down, go down to Blaze of Glory, right? It says $25,000 for each each charge? Yeah. yeah, for each one of the 800-plus charges. That's terrible stealing from your family, though. It like, is horrible. Like you should go, yeah, you should spend some time in jail. It's like, what's and, wrong with you? And wait, and that was where, too? It was in L.A. It just says okay, LA. so that's my other thing. In L.A. right now, 
they have uh and i don't mean to speak oh no out of louisiana order. i'm sorry louisiana oh, okay. i thought it said like la it like la county and i don't know it was okay. louisiana uh, sorry okay. Because I, I thought, because I thought, if it's L.A., that's messed up. Because L.A. has a uh, mayor right now who lets people off for murder. Like you can leave if you kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you, can look I, in, you can look into him. He's a nightmare. Uh, everybody wants him gone. He is literally letting everybody off on. He's giving everybody nothing. The least you can get for murder, and you can walk off if you haven't had one or if you're under eighteen. So they, because of the lax, the lax law, and even the younger kids, there's more younger kids killing people now than ever because they don't even have to go to juvie or something. It's like a misdemeanor or a civil infraction or something. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like he he needs to go. That guy needs to go. Yeah, but the exact amount I'm reading right now was eighteen million three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's somebody who got booked on a Friday, and they said we're not running that twice. That's just going to be what it is. <laughs> we're going home now. Granted, she hadn't seen an official judge yet, so I guess the, her lawyers were trying to get it down. <laughs> um, Look, not only do we not condone crime or like say anybody should do it on any level, but to go that, I feel like I felt like she knew she's gonna get busted. There's no way. I mean, not. how do you do that and just be like, well, "This, I'm sure I won't get caught." Well, I think <laughs> she probably thought that her aunt was not gonna press charges against her. Yeah, I think. But yeah, then her I think... aunt was probably like, "You, this is so much money that you got to get back," and then they're gonna, yeah. It's uh, greed. That yeah, greed I think it. You, you probably she, she probably thought, well, I, I, well, I did a hundred. I did two hundred. Oh, you know what? Nothing's gonna happen. It seems like this is a, and you just—it's a snowball effect, uh, especially if you're just impulsive enough to steal. Um, when do you stop? Especially if you some seem like this person has a problem. So, some jail time at least will maybe they'll calm that person down. So I see that Thomas put this. I don't know this about uh, about um, California, Thomas. I mean, if you're if you know that, you looked it up. Cool. I don't know that, but 499 keeps it under a felony. Uh, she could have done that 816 times. I think that's like the difference between uh, what is it between something and larceny, or I know there's some, yeah, some grand larceny. Like and... Yeah, I don't know what those cutoffs are, but I know there's some cutoffs. Yeah, I just did. I thought I thought that it was. Uh, I actually thought for a felony, especially in California, that it was more. I know that they raised it in California because they've been closing Walgreens and CVS because they're getting so robbed. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, California operates different. I don't know if if San Francisco has different laws about that or what. Uh, but maybe it's not a statewide thing. But I know I that when they this, raised yeah. that to a 1,000, the cops got really upset. Like they won't even deal with those raids where people come in literally to Walgreens with pillowcases, just push the whole thing in. You guys have probably seen the videos. I've seen those videos. Um, yeah. I mean, they just push the whole thing in and the Walgreens personnel is just watching it. What are they going to do? And then they leave and the cops are like, well, it's under a thousand dollars. All they're going to get is a misdemeanor. They're not going to deal with this. So happened, to me, it happened to me all the time in, in retail. If it wasn't over a certain dollar amount, they didn't want to, be bothered right but, they, but they, they weren't coming in with pillowcases and going hey yeah yeah I, oh they yeah. were yeah for real yeah 
pre-pandemic. They would get arrested and just get off and then come back and just do it all over again. Like it was just the whole vicious cycle. Like it pre-pandemic. What? A pre-pan- professional criminal knows the whole code. Yeah. They know the system and everything. They know what to not steal and what to steal. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know the California. I thought the San Francisco thing was something that happened during the pandemic, as it has continued because it's it's caused like half of the Walgreens in the city to close forever, like it's just crazy. close. In Walmart's too. So they they closed one in uh, I think the Bronx, and they, I mean, first of all, the Walmart CEO announced this weeks ago that they were closing it due to the crime, due to theft. It's like it's not it's not financially feasible can't have you know thousands hundreds of thousands of stuff flying out without anyone paying for them um they did close one but they didn't they didn't want to they said performance issues but you know news reporters and the journalists is like well what kind of what kind of uh, numbers are you talking about here because when you see that walmart it's always full there is you know but they they they, they didn't want to you know they said you know we're not allowed to open up the books and tell you guys but it no it's it's death it's crime but they didn't want so, to say that because also it depends on what kind of what area it is. And they don't want to deal with that kind of blowback if they say, you know, what I mean, like, no, well, it's not because it's crime. So, you know, if you are a Walmart spark uh, shopper and if you are in an area that is that has high crime, it's possibility eventually it won't be a Walmart. <laughs> you know, all these closing as well. Uh, I think I saw a, a one article about that. Um, so it, it's a concern. Yeah, there's actually an article I read earlier. I almost brought this up as the article I'm going to talk about. But uh, Portland, Oregon, as of I don't know when, is about to have zero Walmarts there because the two <laughs> super Walmarts are closing I'm sorry because for laughing, of crime but, yeah. and theft. Port- yeah, uh, Fear yeah. and loathing in Portland. Fear and loathing in Oregon is a new place now. Damn. You know, it's, all, it's, all, it's always something different. Like uh, even when I was in Vegas, I had to go to a CVS. And I went to a CVS. And, you know, like at... At ours here in Denver, the razor blades are locked up. I don't think anything else in the store is locked up. Um, like, because of the colognes and perfumes, they're kept behind a different type of counter. Every single thing other than, like, candy bars and sodas was locked up, and they had a button in every aisle that you had to push if you needed yeah, something. that happens. I mean, I'm talking that's, about that's... stuff that I was like, are you kidding me? Like, like oh, yeah. Tylenol was locked up. I'm like, dude, these people must just be running down these aisles all day to... I was in you know? I was in Walgreens the other day and I had I was doing a shop and pay and randomly someone wanted pancake mix from Walgreens. I don't know, I thought it was weird, but I went to get the pancake mix and it had one of those spider wires around it that you had to go to the register and get it taken off. I'm like, it's pancake mix. Like it was yeah, they're stealing everything. They're stealing everything. Right, but, but I, I, I get it. The, 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 the spider wire was worth more than the pancake mix. Yeah. You know it. I just thought it was the most I mean, random thing. I mean, if it's not, let's be honest, if it's not like, I don't know the exact reason on razor blades. That always has weirded me out because I feel like there's a lot of things you could do damage to yourself with. I don't know if it's like something they're worried about people cutting their wrists or or what it is in the store kind of thing for that. But I never really understood that. But everything being locked up, I was blown away. I feel for yeah. the bad for the people who have to do inventory and have to, like, lock things up, unlock them, and go through every item to just even set that up in the first place. That's yeah. ridiculously tedious. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I also don't get it because it's not like, look at if you get a crazy, and I saw a ton in Vegas, and I have I've been going there for a long time. I've seen always a ton, but if you get a crazy coming in, all he needs to do is just not even shake it hard. You just kind of give it a good pull. That door is off. It's not like they're these super secure things. Like there's a way to grab on each side of it, on each one. It's, right. I mean, it's like something like where when you put your hand on it to push the button, the whole thing kind of shakes. It's like total junk. So I'm like going, and why? What's what is the point? And what are you going to do? Chase them down over a razor blade? No. You know, or over don't Tylenol? don't don't put I yourself would not in chase that position. A person no. with a razor blade, they they have the power. Well, no, but Tylenol. I mean, dude, like seriously, how? I was just thinking, what a waste of the because it was all the way in the back by the pharmacy. Pharmacy was closed. It was night, twenty four hours. They had two people working at the register. Every time somebody pushed a button, they had to come back. Yeah. I was just like, this is the, I, I just, I didn't even get it. So, and I, the problem is, so, so you have that kind of nonsense, right, going on. So if you are, you know, you own, you know, Walmart or the Walgreens, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to take this to a different neighborhood where I don't right. have to deal with this as much yeah. as I'm dealing with a certain neighborhood. So, you know, if at least what the, Portland, Oregon. I mean, that's a major city in America. You yeah. There's no Walmart's. Walmart. Walmart literally said, "Yeah, we we're out. We can't deal with this." <laughs> no, no. To be honest, for the Walmart for the there. city that oh, Portland oh. is, and it's a beautiful city too. I've been up there many times. But I did an interview with a guy with a rideshare guy from Portland a while back, who was in, who who was doing rideshares when the riots literally started there, and Portland was one of those cities that really did get out of control quick. Um, and he was, he felt like he was even do, like involved in some of it. Cause people were like, why do you keep going back down there? And after a couple of days he stopped, but, um, Portland is a very peaceful hippie city, very chill. It's got punk kids too. It's, it's got a good mix of people, but it's, there's always been a respect in that neighborhood, um, or in that town. And I feel like, you know, one thing that didn't help in the past two years was legalizing every drug. I think that's the yeah. weirdest thing ever. I think that no state should ever try that. I mean, they went beyond Amsterdam. You can get heroin. You can have crack. You can have cocaine. You can have meth. You could, and, and in Amsterdam, if you do any of that, they make you give your driver's license away. In Portland, they don't. You can keep your driver's license. Right. The yeah. whole state, basically, right? Yeah. The whole, well, yeah. The all whole of Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Yeah. You're, allow you're allowed to get pulled over, have all that on you, and tell the cop, hey, man, screw off. My right to have all this. I and there's another crazy part to it too that if you're willing to, if you get pulled over with drugs, um, for driving them, the cop can write you a ticket of a hundred dollar or or four hundred dollars or something, but he can't take them away from you. That's so just weird. Like, you got to pay a ticket, but, but you still keep the drugs. He can, but yeah. you cannot pay it. I don't know what happens with the drugs in this case, but you cannot pay the ticket and go directly to rehab. And have it paid for by the state. And you still keep the So drugs? if you get pulled over and he's like, hey, here's a $400 ticket, or do you, you can go, I want to go to rehab instead, and that's free. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Just, that's just crazy. To so me. you're saying I mean, don't visit Portland? Unless you're Not a, a junkie, nice. and that's what that you're into. You should probably just visit. move there. But... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I guess I don't get the the reasoning behind it because usually it's tax dollars and things like that you're not going to ever have a crack store next to the weed store let's be honest no 
even 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 Oregon's not going to go for that. You know, like here's the like heroin store, gun store, crack store, weed store. That's never going to happen. Weed store took forever to happen. You know, and yeah. them allowing it is one thing, but they're nowhere nowhere near a taxing system for it. So it's like, what are you doing? So I kind of interesting because yeah. i kind of wonder like is did that do anything for like portland's tourism industry or people just going on like when amsterdam first became a thing i don't know when it first became a thing when it first became a popular thing in the u.s i'll say that was a tourism industry and i'm wondering now is for some for some groups of people is portland a tourist attraction yeah but who look at that who that groups of people would be it's probably because probably you already have out. Legal you go there, weed. they won't leave out. Yeah, you already had legal weed in Portland and in Amsterdam. It was legal weed and prostitution. Well, you don't have prostitution legal in Oregon, but you have legal weed. So what? You made coke, crack, heroin, uh, all these other drugs legal. Like who's that going to attract? Not the people you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I... <laughs> But the problem is when you Hunter become, S. Thompson, that's what old tracks. Well, saying, when you, you become really addicted to some of these stronger drugs, you need to keep yourself high, you know, to keep it going, right? Like to, to function. Well, well, the first thing you're gonna do when you run out of money, you're gonna steal. Yeah. So you're gonna go where you're gonna go steal. You're gonna go to these larger stores, grab those things. Right. So it's a cycle of really, really addicted people that will do what, what it takes to um to function. At one point, you're not getting, effect. you're not taking the drugs to, just to be high, to be functional, because the no withdrawal is really terrible. Yeah. yeah. And a right. lot of the but, staff in retail are like rings, like they're like professional rings of people that actually go from like store to store depending on the store, and just they know what to look for, they know what to steal, and they're they're out the yeah, door. Yeah. But a lot of yeah, 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 a lot of retailers though also. The money to prosecute some of these people, it's not worth some of the stuff that they're stealing that's, too. Yeah, that's so the point. Yeah, it's I right. Like but do we want do we want uh, people on crack? I mean, there already are, but do we want people more people on crack and coke and heroin on the highways and driving school buses and? No, crazy. Hopefully, hopefully they're not doing that. <laughs> like you're smoking crack and driving a school bus. Well, it's possible. Yes, when you start allowing possible. that stuff, you you open doors. This is there's going to be seepage. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not doing it right on the school bus, but there's probably at least one school driver bus who's got Cracked a rock out in his, his pocket. Mind. It's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. Right, it's just, <laughs> this is not the this is not the serious after school special show we had planned. But I mean, you go on a bus and you see a cracked out bus driver, you should know it by looking at him. Like I just walk. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, if you guys want to, I, I actually the coast of Orchid is a beautiful thing. Go there quickly if you want to see it because that state is going to be a, a bigger. There's a content creator too. right along with Bree. I think she's in Portland, Oregon. I, um, yeah, I think she, oh, she's hopefully. in Oregon, I believe. Well, yeah, Oregon. I'm not sure yeah. she's in Portland. Yeah, Have, has she posted any videos recently? She talked about the um, Walmart's closing. <laughs> oh, she did. Okay, yeah, she talked about the Walmart's closing. So let me uh, shout out a quick hi to everybody here too. Uh, hi Jordan. Hi Thomas. Hi Josh. Hi Holly. Hi Brandon. Hey Gary. Oh, and I do want to point out uh, Gary's government internet is worse than mine. So, 
<laughs> Gary, Gary said, texted me today that he ran out of things to clean in the house and he doesn't know what to do. And a, and the books are out of the equation. Don't mention a book. Yeah, I said, I said you could read. He laughed. <laughs> I don't think those were the words that he used. He said, <laughs> right. the, P, the PG version. <laughs> um, but let's see. Hey, Rodney, how are you? And uh, um, uh, Gig Wars. That's Red, right? That's her channel. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if Red. St- so I was confused. I didn't know if Red had a channel. The Gig Wars was like Red's uh, Gig War official channel. But okay, it's one of the same. Hey, Zach, how are you? Um, and no, Zach, I did not see what's his name in Vegas. Uh, maybe somebody else caught that. Um, let's see. What's up, Chris? And again, guys, Chris will be uh, sitting in next week for me because I'm going to be doing my avalanche training. So kind of, I'm looking forward to seeing the replay of that one too. Uh, and who else is it? Here? You're not going to get Hi, it. Hi, Ellen. I'm sorry I missed you in right. Vegas. After John uh, takes us through a story, I'm going to tell a little bit about Vegas and I had to bounce out of there a little quicker than I thought, but next time I'm there, I will absolutely hit you up. And uh, let's see who else do we have here. Aaron from Alaska. What's up, man? Uh, the car- uh, the, car- the Carnifage, I think I'm saying that right, maybe. That person lives in Vegas, too. And while I was there, they were, I don't remember where we were chatting, but you were you made a comment on one of my videos. And uh, you were trying to tell me that what would work and what wouldn't work in Vegas. Uh, and I think you were right. I, I actually took, was taking some DoorDash screenshots. They were way higher than what I would see here. But the places you were having to go were crazy. And like around the Strip and up to North Vegas. And if you guys don't know North Vegas, that can be its own nightmare. Um, it was just crazy. Uh, oh yeah, and Gary says Roy here. I was also I was going to have breakfast with Roy and Ellen, and I had to bounce out a little early, so uh, that will happen next time. I thought that would have been interesting. Uh, but <laughs> um, so John, uh, this this sounds bad. Man, you I just mean, go straight to the bad. You not not even. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's bad. I'm just telling you that from the from the the headline, DoorDash makes bundled orders mandatory for restaurants. I don't like. Here's what I don't like about it: not the bundled orders necessarily, or any of that. I don't like that DoorDash makes bundled orders mandatory. When like DoorDash, DoorDash makes something happen, I feel yeah. like that's a bad idea. If it said restaurants demand bundled orders go out from DoorDash. That would be different. Well, that's a big thing. That's the big part of it is that until now, it was optional for restaurants to join in this double dash program where essentially, you know, if you if you order from DoorDash and you order a second thing within 10 minutes, they basically make it a stacked order and just go into one place. Now, it was previously an option because if I'm a restaurant owner, and you're going to make my order second all the time. I want my order to get to the people hot and fresh. Um, there's going to be more of those, you know, colder foods giving people worse experiences. So that's the reason why a lot of restaurants have opted out on this in the past. Now, DoorDash is making that mandatory. The restaurants still have the same concerns, um, but then DoorDash is, you know, trying to pretty it up, trying to butter them up, basically saying that, you know, when 
these double dash or these I think it was called double dash. So these double dash orders are created. A lot of times, the second restaurant they're just they're introducing them to a new crowd, and the people can you know go shop at their restaurant again. Um, but how often that happens? I mean, I don't know. I've never double dashed myself. I've never. I've seen that. Yeah, I, I get what I yeah, I've seen an option a few times. I just didn't bother to like, well, I just didn't think of something that I, I want my food. If I wanted yeah. something else, I would have got ordered something else. But I do agree with the restaurant's concerns of, and I noticed this, like, I didn't know In-N-Out Burger, which is a big deal, obviously, in West Coast. And there's some other areas. They don't deal with any of these apps at all. That's, so it's like they, they're, yeah. you know, so I, I do that. And I'm assuming they would make a lot of money if they did it. But, you know, some restaurants are, are going to take it, their food and how it's pre- being presented seriously. And, you know, Steve, we all kind of agree. A lot of the restaurants are probably not 100% happy of how the food is probably arriving to the oh, customer yeah. base. Because, like you said, they're stacking mm-hmm. it with something else. They're going, you know, the, now the per- instead of going directly to the customer, they got another customer going there to, to go. The food is not the way it's supposed to be. I'm sure a lot of co- customers probably complain. Hey, my food is too cold. It doesn't taste right. So this um, demand, this mandate, no, it does not sound like a good idea, especially if you have a restaurant you take pride of your food and how it's being presented. So, I, yeah, I don't think it's a great idea. But you know. so I got to say, I used, I used Uber Eats in Vegas. And, uh, and I got to tell you guys, I was impressed with their little system that we don't have it here in Denver. We're the pen. We don't have that. No, yeah, we do. But let's keep it real. Who does the customer blame when their food isn't hot? Everybody, the world. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but anybody. I mean, blame the driver, but I'm going to complain to the restaurant. Yeah, I'm calling. I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to call Uber or DoorDash. Yeah, so then it kind of yeah goes to the driver. But um, exactly, they're not going to like. And if they call the restaurant, who's the restaurant going to blame? The driver. <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, the customer is going to just, you know, they're going to get their whatever they're asking for. But here's the the kicker that I found interesting about this is, like, if I'm a restaurant and I know I'm going to be second in the order, I don't want to know that time it better or that if I'm, you know, it's going to be double dashed. I'm in the first restaurant. I kind of want to know just so, hey, uh, you know, kind of set that expectation. So the restaurants aren't going to know whether they're involved in this or not. It's mandatory. It's just going to be business as usual as far as the restaurant knows until they get the complaint a couple days later or whatever. Yeah. I, I think the, fire, the the fast food restaurants are not going to care. Nothing's going to change. They're like, oh, whatever. Chipotle and McDonald's, they will, they will they, care. Yeah. Like we're, they're slammed already, but I'm, I guess I'm thinking of, of the smaller smaller. The smaller ones are probably going to be spots. hurt, yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah. any business or anybody likes the word mandatory because it feels like you're kind of backed against the corner and like you have nowhere to go so i think the word of mandatory is like probably the word that probably shouldn't be used when they're trying to roll something out just based off of the negativity that it creates for a lot of these restaurants yeah right they should say not non-mandatory <laughs> highly suggested well the, the funny thing is too is that doordash calls their restaurants partners and then you, you call it a partner but then you make it mandatory there's no partnership if you control the whole thing you know yeah and you say here's the pay standard here's how we work by the way if you don't want to have to pay anything in 
And at this point, as an owner, you're going, wait, what? They're like, you need to raise your prices 10 to 30% on each item. And we well, can help you do that kind of thing. It's like, dude, really? Like, yeah. Well, not that this is good business because I, if they were smart and I know they would lose out on money, but if they're really trying to push this program, they should say, okay, if, if you get an order, I'm saying from the restaurant's end and it's a, you know, a, a, the stacked order, you know, instead of us, you paying us 30%, you'll pay us 25% or like some kind of incentive that would actually be beneficial to the restaurant for actually taking these orders and having it be stacked since it's like kind of out of the normal, especially for some of these like mom and pop stores. Yeah, I agree. That would be smart, but DoorDash is greedy. They're not going to do smart. (laughs) That's what I said. It's good business now, whether, you know, it translates, that's another story. Yeah. Um, so this is from Indianapolis. Um, I also saw some other articles too. This is, these articles are starting to surface more and more as the, as some of these grocery stores are starting to get very vocal about leaving Instacart. I think every, I'm starting to feel like everybody was afraid to say it until a few did it. You know, it's like, I don't really want to pull this plug. I don't know what happens. And then people start doing it. Now everybody's like, okay, we're going to do it too. This is ridiculous contracts are ending but um this was a article out of indianapolis about more shoppers adding items for themselves on the instacart app um, on the customer's dime and the examples in there were pretty like ridiculous like there is full-blown shopping going on again at at like three different locations they were talking about there's like multiple people doing this it's not one shopper it's not one bad seed it has now turned into a thing. People are doing this. They are shopping for themselves. Uh, people were t- reporting $20 items that they didn't order and they didn't receive, but they were charged for, and it was, and they found it added to the order during the shop. See, that's the sad thing about like nowadays, whenever there's some fraudulent activity going on, I feel like it's going to become a trend. Somebody's going to put a TikTok about it, and now went from one person knowing this bad thing to a hundred people doing this bad thing or hundreds. But I feel like it's waking people up to what I've been feeling. Like, again, I think all the gig apps need an overhaul, but I have a certain, I have a, I have a a very, I've had a very, very bad taste about Instacart ever since I learned how their bots worked in the beginning. And ever since then, I feel like they've done nothing but more evil stuff. And in in even a more evil way than some of the bigger companies. The other ones all kind of follow the same evil path, but they've gone like super evil and just been like, you know, screw everybody. Like we're going to do this and they're failing. I mean, everything's going wrong, but I feel like one story isn't just a, a few TikTokers trying to get some notices because the stories that are coming out now are people who don't have TikToks or any YouTube channels or anything. They're just telling a story because they heard one in their area and they're like, that happens to me too. I mean, there's some even saying that happens to me, not it happened. So they like they, they just deal with it. That's crazy. You know, it's like, yeah. or they probably call Instacart. Instacart replaces that money, and they just hope, okay, well, it's, it's probably happening even more. Hopefully, more people aren't noticing. But people are starting to notice, and they're starting to be like, no, dude. So these these deals are getting broken with these with these uh, these stores, and it's going to be interesting because clearly this is why. I think it was Kim that talked about it a few weeks ago during the Super Bowl, why DoorDash was going after the food space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they see what, I think, you know, dude, they're not stupid. 
you know, Instacart's going to gonna open things. up that market. Yeah. But they're seeing it now. They're seeing what I've been talking about for a while. Instacart's probably not going to be here. But I mean, it, if they are, but if they it, were it, smart, it, it, I see it more like an EBT or a Snap type program, which are also being canceled. So, if they were smart, I, you know, as much as I don't want to give credit, like Uber Eats and DoorDash, in my opinion, do a good job of kind of preventing some of that stuff from happening. Just because if you do a substitution, it's usually something that the customer has picked out, or it's on a like a verified list through their website, like you can't go in and add, you know, X item. All your groceries. No, you can't, you like, you can't do that. Like you have to shop whatever is on the list and you have to go through it. And even like substitutions, they're very stringent about the substitutions and making sure the customer gets the right item. So like they kind of figured it out and they're, they're just getting into the food deliveries. I mean, the grocery delivery space. So why can't it translate the other way around? And as they should be, they should be concerned. They should be stopping this. They yeah. should update their I mean, app and say, it's... listen, have a substitution ready. We have drivers that steal. <laughs> you know, we a great advertising for your business. That pops up on your notification as you're going to the gym or you're about to take, you know, you hang out with well, your baby. It, it, like, it waits till you submit it. That you can't I'm just it. surprised that there's nothing out there that, or anybody or AI, something that's monitoring the receipt versus what's on the actual shop to list. Like there has to be some kind of technology. You scan the receipt. So why isn't there any kind of check and balance? Uh, there, this on? car has been clearly been sloppy. I think I that's the word I can use. Yeah. It's been sloppy with how this, you know, you're, you are trusting a shopper to, you give him this card, right? Give him a credit card to perform this task. But at the same time, it should be some structure there. It can't just kind of free flowing. Well, just buy what you need and what the other person needs. Like it doesn't work that way. Clearly, especially, I'm sure this. Like you know, there's something that maybe we were at least I think I was naive to think not tons of people are not doing this. But be realistic, it's probably a good amount of people doing it. Maybe from like it's, yeah. you know Steve saying maybe. The whole grocery, or or even a few items. One item is too many. One yeah. item. Someone taking buying yeah. one extra item. It's too many. So, yeah. I, I think I, because honestly, let's be honest too. If if you start making less money, working the same amount of time on these apps, and you're and you're taking one item, let's be honest. That's going to turn into more. It's going to turn into a in most cases into a yeah. bad habit because you're not going to have enough money for groceries, and you're going to be doing grocery shopping for people. It's greed. Mm. It's greed, definitely. Um, but it's also, it's also, it, you know, it's also somewhat on the customers. I don't mean the stealing part, but I mean the fact that the customers who stick with Instacart, once they understand how much Instacart is ripping them off, I don't get that. That is shocking to me, especially with all the stores offering delivery and everything. though. it's just shocking to me. Like, why would you, once you learn that they charge, they take the items and charge them 10 to 30% more per that there's a service fee, a processing fee, and this fee, and that fee, and this, this, this. Like, why would you do that over five ninety nine from the store? I just with the in store prices. Think, honestly, Instacart is to blame for. I'll say seventy five, well, maybe fifty fifty, but maybe seventy five twenty five. I don't know. I feel like they're a lot to blame if they revamped their app so it's more strict. Then this stuff wouldn't be happening. 
And with a shopper, you know, it's always the old saying, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Same thing. You're giving them the opportunity. The opportunity is there in front of them. They think they're not going to get caught. So you know what? I'm going to keep doing it and because I'm not getting caught. So I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it. And that's where greed comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got, I got it here. I'm going to break down my Vegas thing very quickly or pretty quickly to make sure I have time for autonomous. Cause that was just, wow. <laughs> um, just blew my mind. It was so awesome. Hang tight. Uh, so I did my drive from Denver to, uh, Vegas. I did my delivery. Um, I, I listened to the, to last week's show and I heard Gary in the beginning say, uh, he's delivering, uh, what was it? <laughs> 12, right. 12,000 or something of something. And I was, I was going, wait, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. That was, or no, it was cause it was the, it was 20,000 something because it was the value of the antique doorknobs. So it was 125 pounds of antique doorknobs being delivered to a residence. And I think Gary said, because uh, the value, I told him I was able to sneak a, a peek at the value when I was sit, waiting for it. And it had 26,000 some random number as its value. So I was like, wow. And so I think he said he had, he's taken 26,000 of these. And I'm like, they're never going to get it, man. You can't get 26,000 doorknobs in a car. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow Kim got it and good job. Um, that went great. Got there, got paid within an hour. Um, was waiting to see if I got another one back. I didn't. So real quick, what I did was I went and I connected with, for those of you that know, I do production. I haven't really done much of anything except from, from home during the pandemic and even till now, but things are bouncing back. And I went and saw some laser connections. I went and saw some pyro connections. I went and saw, uh, Planet Hollywood with a friend of mine who is the lead film on, on uh, that venue and does world tours and stuff. So I got to reconnect with a lot of people in the production world. So that was really good for me. Um, I I also learned why the uh, Hard Rock Hotel, if anybody is curious, um, if you do go to Vegas sometimes and you're like, why the Hard Rock turned into the Virgin? I did find out. It turned into the Virgin because they're building this enormous Formula One course. In fact, you wouldn't think they'd have town, this kind of space anywhere near this in the in the Strip area. But they're building this Formula One course right off the Strip. And because of that, and because Formula One's from across the pond, Virgin made sense to own the hotel. They've completely redeveloped it. I got to see that, but here's the, here's the big kick. I also turned on DoorDash and Instacart. The orders were different from here. They were better paying, but they were way longer, lots of traffic. But here's the big thing, because I know that you guys will want to hear this. So I was wrong on, on autonomous. It is not bad. It is not failing. It is awful. It is completely failed and it's a joke and everybody that works for them knows it. So when you go into the Uber app, you don't, when you hit a destination, you don't see, like in the car selections, you can scroll down black, XL, all your options, comfort, but you don't see autonomous. What you have to do is go into the services, click it the first time, they send you an email, you click the email, it bounces you back into the app and you see this. So 
in the services nice. after you say that you're willing to do do it and that you'll comply with the rules uh you you see this so once you see this you click it and then you see this <clears throat> so you can now here's the rules two vehicle operators in the front seat they're here to support your ride and safety three seats available in the back um ride is recorded you also they don't list this but you also have to sign a waiver that you won't record videotape live stream i mean they're really they got it down on what could be done in there um and it's you know i don't know what the penalty was for it but i signed it so i didn't do any of it but the guys were beyond helpful talking to me no ed edits or uh to pick up or drop off no trunk space um and the rides are free so here's what i did i called a autonomous i there's no way i wasn't going to try one right i didn't want to go far i just wanted to try it so about a half hour it was supposed to, I, I see it moving on the uber map says 15 minutes and then i see it just kind of stop about halfway and about 10 minutes and no, no time was changing it wasn't even showing longer time but it was just stopped and then i got a notice saying uh that the um, autonomous vehicle and they it was weird that they were very clear about this the autonomous vehicle had broken down Oh. <laughs> and, and that and that they were that they didn't have very they only run them in the days you. and it's during weird times so they said you know it, it broke down we can send you another one but it's getting near the end of the day it will take an hour now i was having front i was having lunch with a friend so i didn't care i was like sure i will wait the hour i, I want to see this so the autonomous car an, an hour later pretty much was exactly what they said an hour later rolls up it has two people in the front an engineer and a driver uh, the back door automatically opened on the motional and i got in and first first thing on site i was waiting for this thing thinking okay and it actually had gone by me even with the lidar and everything i didn't even see it because it was so disgusting i mean like there were dents in it and there were like it was dirty I, I was like, that can't be it. I'm sitting at the hotel. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. And it, it's just sitting there. So I'm still waiting and it's showing it. It's a little behind on the timing. So I, I, it looks like it's about to pull in. And I'm like, well, where is it? And I looked at the plate. That was it. Went up to it and I took it to uh, plant. I think I took it to Planet Hollywood to go see my friend and his show and get a tour of the thing. So I wasn't that far from Planet Hollywood. We maybe I, I know if you guys are familiar, Vegas blocks are extremely long, like extremely long there. I mean, like what a block is here in Denver, a block in Vegas is like eight of them. So they're very long. Um, but I probably went like six, seven Vegas blocks and there was a couple turns involved. One of the turns, this was the weirdest thing ever. And I was talking to the drivers the whole time. They, I said to them, you know, what do you guys think of this? And, you know, like I told them I, I have a channel. I said, I have a podcast, a channel. I, I talk about this stuff and I, I'm not, I'm not a disbeliever that we can get there, but I just, I think it's, I think it's BS. I think if we really had autonomous YouTube wouldn't be in the car and they're laughing, you know, and they're, and they're literally like, they're like, this crap doesn't work. We all the time, all we ever do is just deal with it breaking. That's all we do. 
Um, and so this car leaves, we make a turn, we make, we make a left turn, then we had to make a right. And the car makes a right turn and the wheel hits the curb and you could feel the wheel like come in a bit. And I was like, Oh my God, this car is going to break down. They're going to leave me here and say, that's it. You're, you want another one? I was just gonna be like, no, just give me a normal Uber. But the guy in the passenger seat got out of the car and he pulled like a, like twice the size of a crowbar with like a different kind of like a hook with like a rubber end. And don't ask me what this is, you guys, because I have no clue. But he stuck it under the front passenger passenger wheel that hit the curb. And he just he was doing this for like about a minute. And finally, you just heard this clank. And he was like, oh. And he comes back in, he takes that bar and he sticks it, that pry rod thing, like between the seats up front. So I hadn't noticed it, but now I'm noticing. I'm seeing this like sickle looking thing. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And what he had, I'm like, I'm like, what was that? He's like, dude, that wheel, the, the right turn, that wheel hits all the time. So we just pulled it back out because if we take it in every time, we don't even get a ride out of the day. I mean, everything about this was such a mess. And I said to him, I said, isn't there a concern amongst the company of once, even if they do get to a point where autonomous is real, where they, where they pull you guys out? I mean, I said, I've been coming to Vegas for a long time. Aren't you guys concerned about the, uh, everything that would go on back here? And they said, they said, man, I'm not concerned because I'm not even going to be here that much longer. Like one of the guys was like ready to quit that day. He's like, I hate this. And he's like, he's like, but I'm not concerned if anyway, because they're not ever going to get to that point. There's never going to be a time. These cars will be without us in the front. Hmm. Now, of course he didn't mean a hundred years from now, but he was saying like, he's younger than me. And he's saying in my lifetime, that's not happening. He's like, all we've seen is failures, crashes, breakdowns. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, it, to me, I went in with a, okay, autonomous sucks. It doesn't work. I'm going to give it a try. I want to see what this is like. And if I was at a two with my belief in autonomous, I'm now at a negative four. <laughs> like it doesn't even exist. It's fake. You guys, it's, it's BS. It does not exist. So with two people up front, they couldn't keep it straight. All these companies know that there are so many problems. That's why there's still people inside these cars. It's, just, I don't know. I think it's a part of it is just, a, it's like a, almost like a thing to say you have it. Like it's like a status symbol, but it's, they know that there's no future. But here's my thing. Like, okay. What I, I guess what I was thinking, this really confused me. Why are you taking passengers? Even though the ride's free, why are you doing that? I mean, you want to show passengers it does not work at all? Because wouldn't you rather just kind of, and I know this would be cheating, but this is what they've done in the trucking industry with autonomous. Wouldn't you rather just put all uh, um, tinted windows on the thing and just have the guy drive it around so it looks like it works? You know, I mean, literally putting people in it and having two people up front, nobody can do anything and the car is a piece of crap. That's Aren't not windows illegal now. Not in Vegas. Oh. I, I mean, nothing's illegal. Yeah, it seems like everything. Like me, yeah. <laughs> Here in yeah, New York and Jersey can't have you can't have. No, I was gonna say tint windows are illegal well, now. You, you can't even have any tint or like. No. You have to be like wow. Well, I'll, and and the, definitely the the front 
in the front windows, like the front and like the drivers and the pad. Like for the back, I think you can kind of tint them, but the front you won't pass. Not at all. I saw woods in Vegas that were all the way around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, here's Dave. I mean, you know, props to you for jumping and trying it because you know you hate robots and stuff like. But the fact that you even attempted to try it and had the worst experience. Um, yeah, just kind of yeah, double down your your uh, your view on it. I, I don't know why they take passengers if it's just w- passengers getting more inconvenience. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, no. they, but they're going to have to try to figure this out. I don't know the process of how we get to a certain point where it's actually a viable piece of technology. But I wouldn't put people in there. To have it break down for you to feel uncomfortable in the car, where they have to take a some kind of weird instrument, metal claw, to pop yeah, the, the, the yeah, to pop Put the, the tire wheel and play like a dislocated yeah. tire, like, like what? This, like, I mean, those two are getting paid to do that. Let them, you know, go. But yeah, it's a. It seems like I would like to know the person who decided to continue to do that and why. Like, why put passages in there if you know it's not ready? It's not ready and, yet. And, and that's what I said to one of the guys, the engineer had been had been doing this since the launch. The other guy had been working there about three weeks with this department. And he was the guy who was literally during our trip. He's like going, I don't know, man, I'm quitting. He just kept saying, and he's like, I'm quitting this. This job sucks. He's like, I hate it. But the engineer had been there the whole time. And he's like, I'm like, do you ever get people who are like, that was really cool. I'm really impressed with that. That was I'm glad I did that. Because it's only people like me looking into it. Because it's again, it doesn't come up. It's not an option. It doesn't say, "Oh, autonomous." It's something you got to look for. You so have they're, to find they're not, it. They're, the they're kind of hiding it a little bit. A little bit, but then I was like, "Do you even get people like me who do want to find it and see it? Have you ever had somebody say that was awesome, amazing job, great? I'm impressed." And he's like, "No, he's like nobody's ever impressed." He's like, "If we get them there, that's good." Yeah. That's a hey, you kept me alive. Thank you. It has to be embarrassing, though, for those oh my guys God. that I, are doing the thing. That's but... why the one dude, I think, was quitting. It wasn't anything more than that. He was just like, he's like, man, people Probably yell morale. at us. Like, you don't want to, you feel like you're doing, you're working a job that you don't think you're making a difference in yeah. any way. It's right. like, all you're doing is just basically inconveniencing the person around you and yourself. You would want to quit, too. I mean, I would. I've, well, here's here's the kicker too. It paid it paid the driver, and you got to remember Las Vegas too. So you can go make money, more money doing rideshare than this. He was being paid twenty five an hour, not the engineer, but the other guy. How much engineer? Why, why the hell would he do that? I hope the engineer is making like an engineer salary. The scary thing is, is this is like this is our this is the future. It may not be. No, in it's like- not. This People think in 30 years that this is going to be the way of the future. I used to think 30 years was kind of maybe. No, I'm thinking like 100, 200. I, I don't know. It, it's such it's such a joke. I just don't. I'm embarrassed for what they're showcasing. So like that tells me that speaks volumes. Because if they were close to something, they wouldn't be taking you around in these. Like it's just a joke. Straight up. The thing can't run its. I mean, like, and the the guy could have probably grabbed control and made that turn happen, so that I didn't have to deal with that bump. But they just let it be autonomous. That was going to be my next question. Why didn't they just take control of the car if they saw that it was gearing towards the curb? Well, if they, you know, there's these things in there too that say, like, you know, 
you're about to experience Uber Autonomous. And, you know, um, feel free to talk to both people up front as they will not have to do anything during this ride. So and they're kind of like looking recorded at each too. other and through the back at you, which is another scary thing, too, because the car is going. They're not looking out the front. <laughs> I feel like they're just I, trying I to know. gather that, data. The whole thing to me, you guys, was the biggest joke. If you live in Vegas, I suggest you take one. Well, I know I don't, but if you're feeling I, I think I would take, if I'm near one, I'll take one just, just for yeah. S's and Yeah, Eagles. I mean... John, you should go take a Waymo. You've got the Waymo one. Now, now pretty... I want to know if Waymo is uh, how that compares. I know that no, Waymo We want John Waymo to be one. around. No, John, don't take it. One. You're <laughs> supposed to be a Waymo one, one member to get rides, but I think that you can't. I think there is a Well, they can do it in Phoenix, but it's just, it. like I said, I have to go 20, not 20, but a solid 10 to 15 miles out of my way, which is, uh, I stay in my little neck of the woods. Yeah. What happens no. if there's like a freak accident? Like, if some, like there's, I've seen I'm recording that. the car hits the curb wrong, and the next thing you know, the car like flips over on its side, and you're like, oh my god, the person's injured, and there's a major car accident just by oh hitting the Oh my god, I, I saw, and a lot of times they're going at very slow speeds. I'm thinking about going back and jumping in front of one. And just roll it off the hood. And like, but then there's going to be right, no lawsuits because they blame each other. And who's to blame for the lawsuit then? Right, but I'd be the pedestrian. There's got to be, I'm coming at you. <laughs> well, I'll be you know? definite somehow. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, you guys, I don't know. I am, I was embarrassed that they were doing it. I was also kind of like, it kind of like reaffirmed all the things that I've been told and that I know. But it was like so much worse too. And I just, I was embarrassed for Uber to even have this out there because the type of people requesting these rides and going through all these steps must really care. And let's see where autonomous is at. You know, then they're finding out, oh, it doesn't even work. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get it at all. I didn't get what the point was. I don't get, I, I didn't get any of it. I still think well, it's gonna happen eventually, whether we oh, it, like it, it will. Or not. But this is the same company, Kim, that said full autonomous. I mean, I've been driving since 2015. Full autonomous. Chris will remember this. Real rideshare stories. He's in here. Uh, by 2020, then it was by 2022, and when they did that date, they said that uh, VTOL would be in seven cities. Vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. Yeah. They could just land. Be at the airport and take you to whatever building you need to work in that day. Land on the ceiling. Who said this? When did they say this? Uber. V- look at look up v- Uber VTOL. You'll find all this crap. It sounds like um, they were doing drugs. Yeah, it's it's everything is just a joke with them. It's like, okay, well, that was going to be fully serviceable by 2025. That I don't even know if that's a program anymore. Like they, they dude, you can't fly a drone. How are you going to fly people in a big plane like a drone? I mean, when when I get my DoorDash or my Walmart deliveries delivered with a drone, then I'll start looking back at some of those dates and like, okay, maybe it's getting closer. Yeah, but I mean, pretty much, we're passing all those dates. It's like the uh, no offense to anybody that is a Mormon, but it's like the Mormons book. You know, the spaceship was supposed to come like eight years ago. So what if this is what it. they thought about like <laughs> what if this is what if, like back in the day what they thought about like airplanes like it's it's never gonna work it's never gonna work and here we are we're taking airplanes like to this day I wonder if that's what it's gonna be like in the future for autonomous 
I think like that, that I think it's just I, I think it's just all a gather money for the investors. Even at this point when they're public, I think it's just all smoke and mirrors. And Vegas is a perfect place for smoke and mirrors. So I think that it's that's all it is. I was just I was surprised they were even out. I thought to myself, this has no benefit at all. They don't work. The guys up front are openly telling me they don't work. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was uh they have a lot I, of work I was, to do. I, I was blown away. Um, but uh, a few stories we didn't get to tonight that before we wrap this up uh, that we will talk about tomorrow on Driver Nation. I hope Gary will be there. Um, Uber and Lyft uh, in Minnesota. There's a proposal that is very stiff. We were talking about this for a while. Now it's happened. Uh, the final ruling on Uber Lyft drivers, pay raise of 9% in New York City to go on effect Monday. Um, Uber concerned about the proposed Colorado bill. However, they're not concerned about all the other pieces. They're only concerned about uh, the par portion of the bill regarding driver terminations and the right to appeal. They're very concerned about that. Um, and then Uber Freight looking to break off the app and make their own app. So I am not really sure what that is. And I always say, what well, you guys all have got going? So, uh, like, John, I'm sure you got something going. I know Kim and Hannibal do, and if they don't say them, I'm going to say them for them because I know both of them have something. Oh, I can't. Let me, you know what? Let me jump in real quick before Kim because Kim has so much to say about it. No. Uh, all the things she has going on, it's probably overwhelming. Uh, just next week, I'll be talking to Will, sir. Uh, you know, kind of like L.A., uh king in terms of just you know d content creation delivering um in um in los angeles excited to talk to him about you know just doing gig work over there the whole you know the prop 22 uh, you know we've talked about it immensely here but it is interesting to talk to drivers who have seen it been there from the beginning so we'll be having that uh live stream next tuesday at 9 p.m i was gonna uh -huh. say about hannibal too if he forgot and he did is that he has a he has a podcast now guys Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I look at it as basically like a companion to the channel. So there'll be some of the live streams that I have on YouTube, be on the audio form. Um, also, there'll be like original content is there as well. Thank you, Steve. I totally forgot. Yeah. I wasn't going to let you forget today. No. Appreciate, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Kim, I don't know if you can tell us. Okay, no. Kim has Not a big yet. secret where when she can tell us, it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be all, we're all going to be all proud of Kim again, <laughs> uh, like we always are. But, um, uh, yeah, I have my live on Tuesday night, as always, at 8 p.m. Um, I've just been putting out, for me, different content, um, a lot more talking, a lot more informative, a lot more you know, fun stuff, anything that I see that has been happening with the apps, I try to get it out as quickly as possible. Um, I've been uncovering, like, just by working the apps, I've just been uncovering updates and stuff that people might not, you know, know about, which um, I think it's good just to get it out there. Because even if it's not happening in a market, it's good to know that it's happening in other markets as well. So, you know, like I said, just a completely different revamp of some of the content that I'm putting out there lately. Um, I'm on TikTok, so you can find me there as well. I'm trying to think. Instagram. Are you top dasher? What? I am um, top, top dasher, dasher still? What? Are you top, top dasher still? 
I am still top dasher for the month of March. Um, my area, I feel like I'm one of the last areas to go, but um, by March 21st, my area is going to Diamond for DoorDash. So, um, yeah. We will, I have, we have, you, my area you have to get to 50% by March 20th in order to reset for March 21st. So I think it's going to be really interesting um, to really see how kind of all my programs for DoorDash mix in because I'm tap dasher this month. I have large order program and now the diamond program, pizza bag program. So, so is it, it's 50% for top dasher, 80% for diamond? No, it is 70% for Top Dasher. It's 50% for Diamond. Oh, okay. It's below it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what does Top tuned. Dasher get you that Diamond doesn't? Uh, Top Dasher right now only gets you Dash now, but you kind of need it in order to... The scheduling is a huge issue, at least in my yeah. opinion. It's a huge issue on DoorDash right now. Like, if you don't have a schedule, you can't get on. My area used to be pink and red all the time. Now you can't even get a schedule. So for my area, like, it's a pretty big deal going into the Diamond program, at least in my opinion. Did you notice in your area, too, that I know there was, like, a couple weeks back, in my area at least, the, the referral bonuses were almost $1,000. And now they've kind of dropped down to just a couple hundred dollars. Have you noticed? That's how I kind of gauge things of how badly they need more people. Have you noticed anything like they that? They were at 900 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I, I saw a whole bunch of people posting that all around. I never saw that in my area um, that there were referral bonuses. So I, it's still not in my app. So, but I've seen a ton of new drivers in my area the past like two, maybe three weeks. Like, I'm like, ooh, they're new. They're like, you know, like when you get to you get to know your own drivers, you get to see right. the faces, you know who your part-time people are, you know who your full-time, and there is a whole bunch of new faces that I've just never seen before. So I guess stay tuned on what my area is going to bring in like the next couple of weeks. I mean, it makes sense. They went from 2 million to 3.1 million U.S. drivers in the last like 18 months. So that's a, that's a lot of people. That's a yeah. huge increase. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge increase. So, John, what do you got going? Man, uh, right, still working on the same stuff I was last time, but a lot more community posts, um, a lot of little things, kind of like Kim's finding little things and kind of putting quick videos out. A lot of times I'm just kind of sharing different updates that I'm finding with uh, Spark, you doing mostly Spark, and uh, kind of sharing that with the community, finding out if they're the same changes in their market, if they're – uh, noticing the same things I'm noticing. So uh, Spark has had quite a few updates, little things in the last couple of months, but uh, it's been consistent. In St. Louis, the referral is 1800 bucks. That's crazy. For That's what, crazy. though? What do, you, what do you have to do and That's, how long to get that? Usually it's like, around? what is it, 270 or 330 days? Yeah, I was going to say, so like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, if Marissa will be doing it uh, just because she has her taxes and stuff, but her son was going to help too. But um, she signed up through Lisa, the driven mom, and she, there was a $900 referral. This was about two weeks ago. She did the $900 referral and Lisa, I believe gets some big amount too. It was like five or 600. Um, so it was a lot of money, but it was, uh, she had to do like 240 rides. I want to say or deliveries. It's not that bad. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, so here we go. 
Yeah, that's that's about two so two seventy and sixty days. Dude, and you get eight hundred. Okay, so wait, is it eighteen hundred dollars guarantee or is it an eight eighteen hundred dollar bonus? Because that's I a big how, difference. I think how DoorDash does theirs with the bonus. But if it's okay. a guarantee, that would be right. You'd Either bonus way, still, all still everything you were, You'd still do good, yeah. Because I was gonna say they can't count the tips. Yeah. So you'd still do good. Bonus, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's I think sick. the other thing to keep in mind is that it's easy for us experienced drivers, but for a newbie, a lot of times they're going to be part-time people, and that's why they really keep that make that hard to reach because a lot of newbies are going to do it a part-time. Well, if a newbie was it's smart, not that bad, two seventy and sixty days—that's not. You can do that part part-time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could I, let I probably, somebody do twenty rides, see if they like it. You do the other two fifty and just split it with them. Make it a make it a household account. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess that's it. We covered everybody's stuff, um, and uh, I'm getting excited. I'm excited to hear Hannibal's uh, uh, podcast. I think he said he had two out already. But uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the whole podcasting thing. For some reason, there's some issue with Apple, but I'll figure it all out. But yeah, definitely going to be more of that audio uh, content coming out soon. So, is it on Spotify, Hannibal? Uh, it should be. I got to check it. It just, you know, when you start the podcast and connecting Spotify the app, and Apple take a minute to, yeah. to submit you correctly. Like, I remember that. The rest of them populate you like when one day you're on the Yeah, like, instantly. Yeah. Like 10 more, but. Those two are pretty hardcore. Like it takes a minute to get on those. Yeah, which makes sense. But yeah, should be yeah. should be up and running. I'll give it another week for everything to be smooth sailing. Oh, it goes to Pe- Pedro would make nine hundred or eighteen hundred right. if he does two. So what do they make? They make do they make eighteen hundred too? Are they giving out thirty six hundred dollars for every onboarded driver? That I don't. I don't this? think it's both. How about that? So Pedro, forget. Fun Pedro, forget delivering. I'll be bursting through all anywhere, a mall, libraries. Hey, who's interested in doing oh, some DoorDash? <laughs> Sign up for my link and make sure you do those 270 in two months because you're gonna make some money out of here. <laughs> I'd be offering yeah. people the kickback. I'd be like, I'll make a thousand, you make eight hundred, let's call it a day. John is smart. See, he's 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 thinking next level. Pedro, but, I mean, like how, but again, how long can they do that? I mean, again, they went from well, two million to three point one million, and, and there no, there's nowhere near that a need for that of many drivers. So I guess I'm assuming there's want? a there's a need where in he that is. Mark in St. Louis for, apparently there's a need. Yeah, clearly they're offering that amount of money. There must be a need. Yeah. Mine's at seven hundred. Yeah. I think you check mine now because mine was nine hundred, but I think mine dropped to two fifty last time I checked it. Oh, I guess they're done. <laughs> I just checked what I was talking. I got yeah, I got seven hundred. So I'm sure it's based. Back up to nine hundred now. They just, they just look yeah. at how many are on through the month, and if it starts getting too low, they're like, raise that up. Yeah, you know. So even if you did see it go down, you're gonna see it go back up. Whenever they need to triple saturate a market or quadruple saturate, they're just gonna raise it back up. So the other thing oh. is here I'm noticing, I haven't seen this in my market in forever, is that peak pay for the longest was only between uh, basically midnight to 5 a.m. And now I'm actually seeing something and other than that. Still 9.30 a.m. to 12.30. And yeah, not going to really convince me by that. 
my market $1,800 is a lot. If Pedro signed, uh, what, a thousand people? Does he, get two, does he get two people signed up? <laughs> He's a millionaire. I, I don't know. I'm terrible with math, but it's a lot of money. That's <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. He would be, a, a, he'd be very well to do. Um, well, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. Don't go riding in autonomous vehicles, guys. They are death traps. I thought I had it down. They're way worse. They're going to kill you. Um, or or try a different autonomous vehicle, not Uber. Or if you don't mind watching a dated movie, watch Maximum Overdrive. See how that ended. <laughs> Make sure you have good insurance for yes. yourself in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm sure that's one of the, I had to literally pen sign, not just click a box in the app. I had to pen sign on a clipboard three pages. I wasn't going to read them, but I'm sure in there it's like, dude, you're going to die and we're not responsible. Did you have to leave some, like a drop of blood and some DNA on there too? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be <laughs> enough DNA if something happens, right? <laughs> it's true. That is true. They'll just make it retroactive. At that <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I just, you guys, it, it it, it is confirmed. They they are junk. They are nowhere. Uh, I'm surprised they've got away with lying for this long, even on any level. But anyways, uh, thank you all for joining us. You can always email me at steve at rideshare-rodeo.com. Um, you can check out my audio podcast. And now you can check out Hannibal's audio podcast, too. Is it going to be called, <laughs> they called the Hannibal's Hungry Podcast? That's the name. And, uh, it's the brand yeah. now. We will see you back here next week with, or I won't. I will be at Avalanche Training. Chris, Real Rideshare Stories, Gary, and these guys will be here. And then I'll be back. But I got to go get certified first, guys. Be careful uh, out there. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's more just a lot of hard work and, you know. I mean, he, he got, you got this. Avalanche. This. Yeah, you got, got this. this. I'm more worried about after the training. You know, because that's like when there's no, no, he'd be too confident and be like, oh, well, I can use the training. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay, guys, uh, be good, earn smart, be safe out there, and uh, see you tomorrow, the next day, on all the things that we do on all our channels. So make sure you're subscribed to all of them and have a great night. And we will see you uh, here in a week on this show. And otherwise, we'll see you before. Peace.